really quick before we get started, if you're a return listener, can you please leave a rating? If you're on Spotify or iTunes, you can leave star ratings and subscribe. It makes a huge difference to the growth of the, of the podcast and it, it means that we can impact more construction companies to allow them to make more profit and stay in business over long term. And that's all we want to do. So please uh, leave a rating and subscribe. And now let's get on with the show. Hey, Construction Legends. So today is part two of the interview I did on the Building Scale podcast with Justin Nagel and Will Ford. It's a great interview. Part two, if you haven't seen part one, just go back and find. I'm sure it's just a, it, it's, it's just a click away. But in this particular podcast, we talk about how to structure deals that will benefit your cash flow, put you in a much better position to be more successful on your construction projects. And the second, we have a bit of a riff on chatting about AI in construction, how it's going impact us going forward so if you get any sort of value from this please just do one thing one thing like comment subscribe uh, leave a review just do one thing whatever platform you're on it makes a huge difference to algorithms to help other construction people we don't make any sort of money from from youtube or spotify it's just to help other construction companies have the information that's going to help them have better cash flow and have better margins sign better construction deals and ultimately be more successful so pass on the love and enjoy the interview. And so just if there's what if some of your listeners, there's one key thing to take away is that the, the money is in the, the, the returns are in the terms, right? I love that phrase. Right? Say, say, that, that, again, say that again. Yeah, say that again. All right. So the returns are in the terms. Okay. So that's where the, your money is made. And so much so, and you guys will notice, and anyone in, who's actually in construction will notice too, that some companies, and I would say like a tier tier one type of turner would, would do this too, right? They will win a project at a loss, knowing that they're contractually good enough to make their profit up in post-award, right? Wow. That happens. Wow. Wow, so, wow, wow, man. <gasps> there you go. So if you can figure out how to do that yourself. You understand if you're commercially savvy enough to know that oh, look, half of the construction is building, the other half is actually the contracts and commercial side of it, then that's how you're going to grow as a construction company doing a, a lot better. Oh boy. I, I hope people were listening because that was that was a gold nugget right there. That was a big gold nugget. So thank you for that. Um Pia, there... you gotta you gotta tell it what what are the, give us some terms here that we nobody no trade should accept no tier two trade should accept what are some of these terms that are just like surprise you get screwed <laughs> <laughs> um okay so um let's pick a few uh it's a, it, it is in the, like the the devil is a little bit in the detail where it's the nuance of the thing right so people mm -hmm. might think one thing means another thing but it doesn't right so a couple of th the three main ones i would look at are the termination clause right okay. so in the termination clause a lot of times you'll go into the contract and the determination clauses will say all of the reasons how they can terminate you right termination for convenience for default whatever it happens to be basically they and, and these terms always change a bit, the, 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 what they're called. But basically, we want to be able to get rid of you for our own convenience. And then we want to be able to get rid of you if you don't comply with the contract. But a lot of times it says no way of how you can get rid of them. Mm. And so what that actually means in real life is if, if they don't pay you for whatever reason, and you look at your termination clause, and you don't, 
you mightn't be able to get out of the contract. You might have to just take that on the chin and wait till next month. But what's actually happening in that scenario is maybe they're going insolvent. And you still have to potentially keep going without getting paid. And you're like, mm, am I going to get paid the next month? And all of a sudden, you're taking that cash flow hit. So you want an escape. You want to be able to know very clearly that if, if, if they don't pay me, I can just go, bang, I'm out. Right, because you, you want to be able to. That's you want to cut your losses straight away, uh, mm -hmm. and get out get out of their projects. Because companies are going insolvent at the moment, as we talked about, bigger bigger companies, yeah. um, with like in, inflation and all 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 of that sort of stuff kicking in. So you want to be able to get out. That's one thing. The other one is um, consequential damages, consequential loss. Okay, so let me explain. So most people will know what liquidated damages are. Okay, um, so let me explain the difference between the two. So consequent, so imagine you're building a hotel. So liquidated damages, and, and sorry, you're building a hotel and you're late. And it's definitely your fault, right? You agree it's your fault. They agree it's your fault. You were late, right? Um, so you're building a hotel. You're late. Liquidated damages are to compensate your client for the delay and the cost of the delay. Because, because you were late, loads of other people are late and blah, blah, blah. All things are late. And so it's compensating the construction cost of the delay consequential damage or consequential loss and again these terms change is compensating the your client for their loss of not being able to rent out the hotel rooms okay so loss of profit now if you're dealing with a turner or a big company for example their loss of profit is the end of your company potentially yeah. because loss of profit is a lot of money right and if it's mm -hmm. uncapped it's a lot of money um, so they're 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 two very big ones. Um, then there's a, like there's a few little ones from a cash flow perspective that are quite useful. Um, so a lot of times you are asked to uh, you have to submit a notice of delay or a notice of, of change order within two or three days um, of of experiencing that you've been told to do additional work or you've been you've been delayed. And so that the purpose of that is to, uh, uh, what used to happen back in the day was a construction project would go on and in, in the last couple of months, everyone would submit their changes and the delay. And then if you're from a client's perspective, you're thinking that it's all just going lovely and at the end, bang, right? It's delayed and all the costs. So they want you to tell them about changes and delays as it happens. And that's that's reasonable, right? Now mm -hmm. that turned into a bit of a stick where they don't pay you because you haven't submitted a notice, but never mind. But it's fair for you to ask for an assessment period of the change orders and extensions of time. So if you can get an assessment period in your contract of, say, two weeks or 10 days or whatever is appropriate given your duration, then you submit your change order, then they have to approve it within that period of time, which is reasonable. And you can get that across the line. And essentially, that then means that it's going to be approved quicker. You're going to get your cash flow uh, it's going to be much, much better. Whereas loads of your listeners, I'm sure, will be like, hmm, I've submitted this change order and it's gone into the ether, right? Yeah. I've probably done the work because I'm great at what I do, even though I shouldn't have done, but I've probably done the work. And then the change order has gone into the ether. Where is it? And then you've basically financed the work for them, right? Yeah. And then eventually they might agree to it, but then the longer it goes on, the more leverage you lose. And, you know, then they push back. Oh, I don't agree on this cost. I don't agree on this cost. And then they start pushing back down the line and then you're over a barrel because you need the money. And so you agree to a reduced settlement. Oof. Those That's are like... three great. Oh my God. Those are 
I, obviously I don't get in the nitty gritty of contracts as you do, but I feel like I want to now. I feel I, I feel like I want to nerd out on contracts. I need to I need to talk to one of our clients to give us a contract so we can just look. I just want to look through one just to say oh, these are these are horrible terms and everybody knows the returns are in the terms. This is obnoxious. <laughs> can I get Can I give you one really useful tip? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So when you're bidding and um, when you're bidding on a project. Um, and there's, you know, you're, you're, you're submit, you've been asked to submit it in a specific way, and that's typically how it happens. A lot of times, there's an option to submit an alternative bid. Um, you know, I, I'm going to do it a slightly different way, and it's going to be cheaper, and blah blah blah. And sometimes you have that option, and, and even if you don't, I still think it's worth just doing, right? And you can just submit an alternative bid that says, okay. This is an alternative, but we're still going to construct, do the work. This, this is nothing to do with doing the work differently, right? This is structuring the deal differently. We're going to do the work the exact same way. However, we're asking for an XYZ amount up front, right? The reason we're asking for that is because, you know, you can you can mention COVID or whatever you can, or whatever you can say. Materials are hard to get, but we can secure materials, we can secure people, and that's the most important thing for getting the work completed right now. And uh, if we get that upfront payment, then we're going to be able to do that. We're going to be able to produce the work. And in exchange for that, we'll give you a five percent discount on the total contract price. And so, uh, and so so by doing that you need to have a couple of things in place, right? One is, so when you're going to get that upfront payment, cash flow is going to be way better, right? Obviously, for your whole project. And that's mm -hmm. going to make things make things way better, make, make less stressful. But the other thing is, if you remember what we talked about before, if you're confident that you can make up the, your, your margin in the post-award phase, then it's a win-win scenario. And that's what you want to do, uh, in my opinion. Because if you're a client, I think right now the uh, Clients are more worried about the work not being done than getting lowest price, right? Because because of the market. So yeah. if they're looking at you and you say, "Hey, look, I'm actually going to give you a little bit of a discount in price," but the reason is because I'm, I want this upfront payment, which is going to allow me to do the work much better because of all of these issues that we have in the market. I think it's a win-win at the moment. Like I think that's something that you could negotiate if you were a good negotiator. I uh, hope people were listening there too, taking notes. Rewind that episode and go go listen to that again because that was that was gold. Um, these are the levers that can be sort of pushed and pulled, right? That no one really tells you about, yet they happen all the time in the industry, yeah. right? And 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 the ones that have been around the longest kind of know. And so, if you're newer to the industry, how are you going to build that scale if you don't know? Well, you heard it here, folks. That's so, it. There's loads of other stuff. There's payment terms, there's warranty periods. All of those things matter in how you structure them, right? So, and there's like another example of payment terms is you might think it's 30 days, but if you actually read the clause, it is, well, you submit your payment application and then we'll review it for for, for like two weeks and then, then we'll approve it. And then it's end of month. So if you're on month, uh, it's 30 days, end of month. So if you're at the end of month, so if you're at like the 7th of February, you got to wait until the end of February, then it's 30 days, right? So there's loads of those little things where you can get, you can get um, accidentally, you know, you don't realize what you're signing up for. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, and it, do you find that the hardest part for your clients is, is the confidence in negotiating with a tier one? Is that, would you say yeah. that that's like the hardest thing that they 
They, yeah. they just need a confidence boost. Yeah, they need. So I, I, I'm, I remember I told you at the start, I was on the other side, right? Yep. And so I would categorically tell you that if there's five people bidding for a job, for uh, the, the contract that's issued is the worst possible contract known to man. Right, it is the worst one that we have. Right, that's that's what's issued now. There's 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 backup clauses for everything. Everything has yeah. like option two, option three, option four. Right, this is the game. And so typically, if you go to five people, four pe four people will try and negotiate a contract. Right, mm -hmm. and if you're the one guy who doesn't, you don't look easier to deal with. It's a red flag that you don't know what you're doing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you don't know the game, and, and and think to yourself: look at the biggest player in your trade, right? And think: does that guy not negotiate his contracts? Right, he does absolutely. That's a good mindset exercise. Think about the biggest trade in your in your space or the biggest company in your trade, and then do you think they negotiate? Like, yeah, of course they do. There, there's there's a reason they're that big, so that makes sense. Um, I'm actually reading I Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss right now. So negotiation is very much in my mind at the moment. So I'm I'm lo I'm loving this interview right now. <laughs> it's good. It's a good book, that one too. I read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, just two seconds and we'll get straight back to the show. We have a website called constructionsecrets.io that has got free training, free videos, everything you need to be a construction contractually astute company that can sign better contracts with way less risk, way less downside, and be able to make more profit on your projects. Ultimately, just be a more successful construction company that stays in business over the long term. So go check it out and become way better contractually. Um, now, let's get back on with the show. So I want to switch gears for a second because people process. We've definitely talked a whole bunch about people, talked a whole bunch about process. What about technology? Um, how do you guys leverage technology in your business to your success, to your scale? How did it help I you? I mean, so we, in all honesty, I would say that what we're doing is not rockets. It's not like crazy, um, you know, good technology. It was just a bit ahead of its time for the construction industry. And that's all. So we're just a little, I, I feel like we're maintaining this uh, trajectory that we're, six months a year ahead of of everyone else um and i think that started when you know i was very into uh masterminds and business business stuff and uh like trying to work that out and then the way that they were delivered that program they were all online and you know if i wanted to because i was at the time i think i was in the middle east um when i you know and you know you you want to get like candidly like most of the the expertise is in the us right so you you got to be able to ha access that information somehow. So um, it, the way that all of that was delivered, I was like, hmm, like, I don't see why I couldn't use all of this stuff and deliver that to for construction clients. I don't see why I couldn't use Zoom and Slack and um, like use a software like Process Trees and um, another software like Help Scout is what we use. Uh, I don't see why we couldn't record Loom videos to review documents rather than giving people like 10 page documents that they had to read right so if you imagine that process is you know i'm going to review a contract for you and then you're going to have to review my review 
right? So instead, why don't you just sit down and watch a five minute video of me walking you through the whole thing, right? It's just a way better process. So uh, again, I don't think we are rocket scientists. We're just, you know, just a bit smoother as an online. I mean, I think we had to be because there was no other company in that space doing similar sort of thing. All right. Um, you know, you did also say something about your metric. Uh, you mentioned you are leveraging a very, very new technology, one that's been all over the news and all over the internet. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that and why you're using it? Yes. So ChatGBT, uh, OpenAI, um, obviously it's, it's definitely going to change the world. But uh, we just, I just got it as soon as I was like, okay, first up, everyone gets subscribed to this, right? Everyone and the whole company gets subscribed start playing with it, see how you can use it, see how you can make your life better. Um, and so people are using it individually to help them with whatever little tasks that they're doing in their little specific area. Uh, but one of the things that we we're using it really from is, you know, there's sometimes things can be dry and sometimes things can be repetitive. And if you're like, you know, say you, you've sent in a document for us to review or an EOT and the, the response was like, hey, that's received or, you know, your your response has been received, right? Instead yeah. of that, we like, we change them up every time. So it's a bit like, it's 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 personalized every single time person gets, it's, it's sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's whatever. And then it's it's different every time. So the experience of dealing with us is like a little bit, bit nicer, you know? Um, and so in our emails, we'll do the same um, just to make things, constantly seem more personalized to the person and to do that um i guess at scale and do it quickly and then i think um we, before we chatted as well we used uh dali recently okay so um, just so hold yeah. on L let me explain what dali is real quick so for those of you that don't know what dali is it's d-a-l-l-e okay and i don't remember what the acronym is but essentially it uses ai to create images based on something that you tell it to do so uh, if you told it to create uh, a purse, a chicken crossing the road, it would literally cr and and do it in a cartoon format. It would literally create an image of a chicken walking across the road in cartoon form. Okay, so so you said that you started doing something with Dolly. So go ahead. Yeah. So and this is me. This is me personally. So again, everyone is is using both these things to improve their own delivery. So for me specifically in leadership meetings you want to keep them punchy and and you, and you want to keep them interesting and so um one of the concepts i heard recently was uh, from a customer success point of view there can only be one angry man in a boat right so i was looking around i want, I want to angry i said like, oh no let's just use dali so uh i got the team to go onto dali and go can you just get an angry man in a boat and it produced 10 and oh, i want it this way i want it this and we got the perfect angry man in a boat which allowed me to then tell this story about the angry man in the boat. Um, what's, what's the story? It? Yeah. So, so um, I heard this recently, uh, and uh, it is it is from our our our, our friend Alex Ramosi, um, oh, yeah. and, and he was he was saying that um, there was a, a, this guy that was uh, was selling fur coats, and um, this lady walks in, and she she is a button has broken off her fur coat. And fur coats are really expensive, right? And obviously just all the stuff with fur coats, but anyway. Mm -hmm. So the fur coats has a button, so she comes in, you know, obviously maybe a bit of a posh lady, right? And she's angry, I want to see, I want to see the owner, I want to see the owner. 
And so the boy, the guy who's dealing with this person is like, right, okay, well, I, I'll go get the owner for you. And the owner comes out and he tells him what's happening. And she goes, okay, the button's gone. And she, he comes out and he he goes, there can only be one, in his mind, there can only be one angry man. So he gets angry, right? And he's like, I don't believe it, right? I don't understand it. I don't understand how there could be a button broken. That's terrible. I can't understand. I'm going to get that fixed for you straight away. And because there can only be one angry man in the boat, she gets out of the boat and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's not that big a deal. It's just a button, right? No, no, it's a huge, I'm going to find out the guy that did this. It's going to be fine. We're going to make sure that, so give me a coat. I'm going to get a fix for you right now. So anyway, gets a fix. And then the, the, the idea of the story is that if you essentially downplay someone's complaint, right, then they're going to get more and more vexed about it. Whereas if you come to their level and be like, yeah, no, that's terrible. Or we'll get a sort of you and you really just go over the top a little bit that way. There can only ever be one angry man about it. They'll feel vindicated and then that'll be the, the resolution of the problem. Um, so I thought it was a good story. And I wanted to tell our team, but I wanted a picture of an angry man in a boat. Which is not hard. It's not that easy to get. <laughs> that's awesome. That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, do you have any, or do you have any, or did you have any fears around implementing new technologies? Um, yes, I have a fear about not implementing new technologies. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Hold great on. Great answer. Such a great yes. answer. Uh, which is a lot of times quite the opposite of everyone else. So tell us why, like, give us your perspective on why. Well, so, so, so I don't, like the chat GPT, for those who don't know, it's this kind of language AI model. And I think most people know at this stage, right? Uh, even, even my, 65 year old dad was playing it with it the other day and he said, oh, this thing is great um yeah. <laughs> um but oh my do you know what my wife did to me the other day she what? said she she got she she sent me a text message apology generated by ChatGPT, right and i was like oh thanks, thanks. i was like thanks for understanding like, i was like oh thanks for understanding and she was like that's from ChatGPT. i was like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh so yeah my my uh, worry is that obviously ChatGPT is version three and it's very very powerful. It's already passed the bar. It's passed chartered accountancy exams. Um, it is at this version three, so it's ChatGPT three or whatever it is. You know, it's very powerful. So it it is just going to continue to get better. It obviously Dali um, and G and ChatGPT will, will merge into one and then the videos will merge into one and then it's going to get to the stage where you can just tell it to make this video doing this thing that um so that's kind of probably what's in version four five and six um and then like what does 10 and 11 and 12 look like and you know all of a sudden you know you if you think about it like it's it, it can replace so many different services um that are, are there right now and so my view is that most people, the companies in the in the future that are going to be successful are companies that are leveraging the AI, right? So you so you guys are experts of growth, right? And scale, yeah. building scale, yeah. right? But you're not contracts, right? So I'm contracts. So if you guys, and so let's just say that AI amplifies everything, right? So if you have AI behind your business, amplified everything, right? And I have AI behind my business, amplifying everything. You're still gonna, provided I have AI behind my business, you're still gonna come to me to say, hey, do all my contract stuff. Because I have all the AI stuff in place. I've done all the quote. I know all the different ways of doing the things with AI to make it work. And you guys will be the same. Whereas 
are you going to bother taking AI into your business to make to get it to do the contract stuff? No, you'd you'd buy the contract stuff off me to put into your business, right? So, and that's the the shift change. That's why I'm I I think that you need to be on top of AI and working with it and moving forward rather than not making the change. Um, that's my perspective. And the thing is, I thought AI was going to come in and replace like manual labor and stuff. But it's not. It's come in almost at the top and replacing like skills labor, right? It's right now. It's replacing copywriters. Yep. It's replacing uh, you know graphic designers. That's kind of where we are now. What's next? Well, awesome insights. Uh, I love uh, I love the perspectives and the stories. Um, are there any other? Is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners? Uh, before we sign off today um yeah sure so if you we got uh, we we really only help companies that have revenue it doesn't make it doesn't make financial sense for you if you're below five million in, in revenue okay so for those of you below five million in revenue go to constructionsecrets.io and there's free training there um there's loads of free stuff that you can just consume uh, construction secrets is is, a, is is my podcast where I essentially go through all of these little things. So just by listening, you're going to upskill yourself, right? So I go through problems that we have with our clients. And so slowly but surely, you'll you'll upskill yourself uh, in that way. And if you want to actually go and work with Quantum, go to quantumcontractsolutions.com. There's a case study on there. Check out the case studies of, of how, how it all works, how we've helped other people. And that's it. Two different ways. That's well, that's great. I've been listening to your podcast, by the way. I'm I'm full on full-on uh, fan. I could follow it on Spotify, the whole thing. So I've been really nerding out on it. All right. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate that. <laughs> but we do have one last question for you, for sure. So we asked sure. this to all our guests. Um, if you could go back 20 years, what would you tell yourself? If I could go back 20 years, yes. so I'd be 20. So I'd yeah, be 20. 2003, I believe... Old school maybe came out that year. I don't know if that means anything to you. <laughs> great, 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 great movie. Great movie. Um, I mean, personally, I think I spent, I wish I had started this business journey sooner. Um, I spent a lot of time. I mean, it, it, it it's hard to know, um, mm -hmm. but I really enjoyed the, the business side of things. Um, and I think... I spend a lot of my 20s seeking experiences, which, again, it's hard to know because I could be sitting here um, and you ask me that question, having not done what I did in my 20s and being like, oh, I wish I had more experiences in my 20s. I just went straight into business. So I don't really know. Uh, but I think I would have liked to have started earlier. Like, I didn't really start um, all, like this journey and that I really, really love until until my 30s until my like early 30s and so if i had started in my 20s i think i would have had more of a compounding effect and i would be further along than i am now um but i you can't be you can't be sure so um what would i tell myself then um yeah maybe just maybe just take it a little bit easier in your 20s <laughs> <laughs> those are stories for offline i'm sure um awesome we will drop in all your social links uh for the podcast for you for linkedin for quantum for all that kind of stuff um 
And yeah, that, that's all we got today. So to our listeners, uh, until next time, adios. Adios. See ya.